Here the old gods are dead. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, uh, this is a Creepy Wee Podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. Hi. That one was moderately faggy. You sounded cuter this time. Which is another word for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything fun happened to you this week? Okay, there's a lot of things that I could talk about. I'm choosing one traumatic event that happened to me. So, I don't know if any's. I already know. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know if any of you have seen the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'd, and I'm a big believer that there's no such thing as a bad horror film. But this got pretty, pretty close. Like I couldn't tell if it was satire or not. It was that, it was that bad. I couldn't tell. If it was yeah. Satire. Like the whole. Yeah. Well, I'm trying not to spoil it. Like there's like an influencer kind of plotline, and there's a Tesla involved, <laughs> and like all the young people in it are really fucking annoying. So it like kind of felt like it was written for like a millennial perspective about what Gen Z people are like. And as a Gen Z, it kind of annoyed me because they just the characters just seemed really one dimensional and annoying. But. The only reason I decided to watch it because I didn't even care that it was coming out is because my pal Jessica, who's getting named and shamed for this, texted me and she was like, "Oh my god, your twin is in the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre," and I was like, "Ooh, wow, <laughs> a celebrity lookalike." <laughs> like, I already had twins, so I assumed that they would look just like them. But <laughs> uh, googled it and I was like, Jessica, and no offense whatsoever to this actor or actress. This person, no offense, but like fully, they're fugly. Um, <laughs> like, not you be being or anything like that, but I was like, no, but like objectively, like I am hotter than that. Like, <laughs> no, well, then, uh, we... prior to my glow up, I can one up you on this because prior to my glow up, um, someone once compared me uh, to Shane Dawson, oh. and <laughs> when I tell you. I literally went home and cried, and I, did, I like didn't want to go to school for days. Like this sent me into a deep depression. <laughs> That would trigger some kind of disorder. <laughs> It's the worst thing any person has ever said to me to this day. And then one time I said something in a certain cadence, 
And um, Narius said I sounded like Shane Dawson and it like triggered me <laughs> this memory. And I actually like, I, have, I had a visceral reaction to it. And he was like, are you mad at me? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Why would you say that? Um, but I digress. She, she, she texted me and she was like, no, you have to watch it. Like you can't just look at the stills, like watch it. So I watched it. This person... I'm so sorry. I feel so horrible just like bullying this person on me. It's not like we're famous anyway, but literally like the worst yeah. posture ever and like very <laughs> like I just like literally was like, what the fuck? I was like, do you, I mean, do you think I have social anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was like a message from your friend to like do better. <laughs> Maybe they were like she needs to push in the right direction. This person, this character, like, did not do their hair and, like, wore the worst possible clothes. Uh, like, so they, were, yeah, the, but they like, were the survivor girl, though, or the survivor person. I can't tell if this person was, like, non-binary or not. Um, that wasn't explicitly said, but they were kind of coded like that. This is the problem with millennials writing characters, because they're like, let's hint to this thing instead of just saying it. And then everyone is like... I mean, you don't need to, like, make it their main plot point, but it would be good to just make it known. Yeah, like, you know? like I think it's because millennials grew up, like, watching, like, kind of, like... Glee. Well, like, Glee, where the the gay character, <laughs> the main thing is that they're gay. So, like, it has... They so were all like, minorities. Like, they were all in the Glee <laughs> so club. So, like, when it comes to this new one, they're like, oh, we're, we're just not going to explicitly say. And I'm like, no, but you could say, but, like, it could be normal. <laughs> like, just make yeah. it normal. Like, I just watched Yellow Jackets. Very, very great series. I would recommend it to anybody if you like horror or thrillers or anything like that. But there's a character in that, and she's a lesbian. It's not, like, central to her character at all. It's just like, oh, she's the lesbian. That's cool. She's just a lesbian. She, but she's also, like, yeah. a politician and a Capricorn, so... Much to be said. Oh, much to be said. She's just like she's me. just like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of Glee, um, I have been rewatching Glee recently. That's what I've been doing with my week. I've been in a very um, reclusive state of mind. That show, <laughs> that, that show, I can't begin to explain. Like I watch it so many times, and every time I rewatch it, I am shocked. Like, I'm genuinely shocked at, like, some of the things I they got away <laughs> Like, I can remember, like, because it started my first year in high school and we were all obsessed with it. But, like, I was not literate enough to understand, like, even half the jokes that were in Glee. And now when I watch it, I'm like, this is the funniest thing that's ever aired. Yeah, I don't even understand how someone could, especially Ryan Murphy, could come up with something like that. Like, it's insane. And the character of Sue Sylvester is one of the most well-written characters in any TV show I have ever seen. I fully agree. And it's so educational in the, uh, like, I hate when people are like, this character is problematic. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to be laughing at the character, not with them. Like that's like you're supposed to be laughing. Well, sometimes she says some homophobic things. Then, like, <laughs> she's allowed. <laughs> I'm tea though. Like, if anybody wants any homework, go and watch Glee. Like, if you've never watched Glee yeah. before and you think it's shit, actually watch it because it's like literally leaves every other comedy show in the mud. It is also required reading for this podcast because I will like my whole personality is like soaked in this show like it's preparation for understanding me mm-hmm. so 
I would recommend. I would recommend. You'll understand a lot more of the references that are made on the podcast. I feel like a lot of people who listen to this podcast are queer women, so definitely they would have stuck around. They've seen They would have stuck around (laughs) for a certain plot line. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) They were fundamentally changed by seasons um, two on. (laughs) Me. I think we're talking about me right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, me too I can't lie uh, do you have like a do you have a mailbox moment that we really need to find a new name for because I am just written off Binchtopia oh, I do tell me a scary um, story about, like Spooky Hole let's 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 go for Spooky Hole okay I'll go for that so we have a Spooky Hole moment from Hazel Ray on Instagram and Callum in brackets I, I think this is like a joint couples account Love. Um, the story goes in Burnt Island, above a pub, a girl came home. The flat was dark and her roommate wasn't home. She dropped a camera and the flash went off and took a picture. She left to go out and when she returns home, she noticed her roommate's not there. And she's reported the roommate missing and she's never seen again. After a year, the girl develops um, the camera and the picture on the camera took shows her roommate with a man behind her covering her mouth. <gasps> I'd like that's that's it. Like there's 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 she's just missing to this day. This is I, like literally like five minutes down the road to me, and I've never heard of this. Is this like yeah. Burnt Island lore, like urban legend stuff? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I peed a little. This was so scary to me. Like when I read this, I was like, <gasps> "That's never never well, taking a selfie again." That's a lie. Um, okay, listeners, if anybody can one up that, <laughs> please. <laughs> please send in your stories to Instagram, Twitter, or email us, thecreepyoupodcast at gmail.com and try and one-up that because currently she's winning. Yeah, this is my favourite one so far. No offence to everyone else. I feel like any time I hear a scary story though, I'm like... This is the best story I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Literally anybody tells me a ghost story, I'm like... (laughs) Oh my God, speaking of, my sister... um, they always have like premonitions and dreams uh, and they often come true. And they messaged me the day and they were like, oh, you've, I had a dream that you bought a scratch card and you won loads of money. So obviously I bought like several lottery tickets. <laughs> <laughs> this is my gambling addiction <laughs> confession. It's all coming up Millhouse. Imagine you didn't win. I'd be yeah. so mad at I mean. <laughs> I mean, mayhaps we'll, like, the podcast will blow up and we'll get, like, a ad deal or something, but money is yeah. coming my way, I truly Yeah, believe. exactly. I believe that. Um, speaking of spirits in homes... <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We've yeah. done better, but <laughs> it's better than better. last week. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about a fae, finally, getting their own episode, so we're going to be talking about a house spirit. So we'll take a wee break, and then we'll come back, and I'll tell you all about a wee fae. This fae is a house spirit. House spirits are found in all cultures across the globe, but are most popular in the ancient pagan nations. So Scotland, Ireland, Sweden, Norway, Finland, Lithuania, Iceland as well, like Eastern Europe, right across to like Ireland and Iceland. There's two types of household deities which would be most familiar to me and you. The first being hearth goddesses, so like the Greek goddess Hestia or the Norse goddess Frigg. 
they watch over the home. Like if you were to give like a sacrifice or something to them, they would bless your home, that kind of thing. Is um, she Thor's mum? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second household deity that would be familiar to us is a less powerful animistic deity that actually survived the Christianization of paganism and has been cemented in folklore. These are often small humanoid fairies that are said to protect the home or certain key members of the household. There's loads of different types of these in Ireland, Wales, England, across Eastern Europe, as I said, but the most common home fairy in Scottish folklore is known as the brownie, or as I would say, and I think it's quite closer to the Gaelic pronunciation, I would call it a brownie. Yeah, like that's what I've always heard brownie, so let's just say that. Because brownie is giving like girl guides. Well, that, that's the thing. The brownies, like, so if you've done it, Ken, there's a girl guide, kind of like Girl Scouts or Girl Guides in the UK. They're called brownies and they're actually named after these wee helper spirits. I just like that. I just, I was shocked because I came to that conclusion like three seconds ago and I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, like, because when I was younger, I was just like, oh, they're called brownies because they like brownies. Like, the chocolate yeah, treat. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, because they cook. Like, that's uh, what I thought. <laughs> but no, it's because they're helpful and they help in the community, so they're called brownies after this fairy. So, brownies, or brownies, as I'm going to say, get their name for their brown hair and brown clothes, and they're typically depicted as tiny wee men, although there is one popular version, a girly brownie. Material girl. She Material goes girl. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> When I picture them, I typically picture Rumpelstiltskin, and I'm not actually wrong in picturing this because Rumpelstiltskin is traditionally pictured as an imp or a household spirit, so he is actually really close to a Bruni. Yeah. But also when I picture Rumpelstiltskin, I fully mean like the Muppets Fairy Tales version where Gonzo plays him. Oh, uh, I think of the Shrek one. T. Where he's but... like yassified. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would recommend you can watch it on YouTube if you haven't. The Muppets Fairy Tales slash Classic Theater is on YouTube and it's like an hour and fifteen minutes long and it's like so the Muppets retelling popular fairy tales. Rumble Silk Skin one's really good. The three little pigs one's absolutely camp masterpiece. Like, must watch. Like, must watch. No, that one is so good. <laughs> like it's actually so good. The songs bang. <laughs> and I think there's like the there's the elves in the shoemaker, and because it's the Muppets and they're taking the piss, it's the Elvises in the shoemaker. <laughs> so instead of making like normal shoes, they make blue suede shoes. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, so back to Brunies. Brunies in the Scottish Lowlands were often said to have no hidden noses, so there would just be a hole in the middle of their face where a nose should be. Can't be like, Very creepy. <laughs> Who among us? Daniel Westbrook. Tease. <laughs> <laughs> We're allowed um, to say that as people. Yeah, we're allowed to say that. I love to keep her memory alive. Um, <laughs> Google Daniela Westbrook if you know who that is. And then in Aberdeen, Brunies are described as no hen any fingers or toes. I don't know how they would help her in the house. Yeah, how would they hold a brush? I guess there's ways to overcome. The whole deal with Brunies is that they help her in the house, like dusting, cleaning, stuff like that. They're often depicted as childlike, either naked or dressed in white tunics. If that sounds familiar to anybody, with a small household elf slave thing wearing a white tunic, does that does that seem familiar to anybody? I don't know. I'm a big fan of um, um, seeing where people weren't creative enough to come up with their own ideas. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you're, you'll mm. see it again <laughs> come up again. I think it's going to come up several times that J.K. Rowling doesn't care how you write your material. Yeah, I wasn't going to say her name because no free clout to transphobes, but redacted. <laughs> Not redacted, fuck terps. <laughs> so, Bruni's basically they come at night and they, they perform various chores around the house or farm tasks, like I say. Members of the household would have to leave it a bowl of milk or cream and offer into the Bruni, usually left by the hearth. And I think this must be where the leaving milk and biscuits out for Santa hen comes from. Yes, and there's another thing later on which I will get into. <laughs> but well. there's a lot of Santa coding <laughs> well. in Bruni culture. <laughs> So in 1703, John Brand, who was a Christian minister, wrote his description of uh, Bruni in Shetland. He says, Not about 40 or 50 years ago, every family had a Bruni, which served them, to which they gave a sacrifice, as when they churned their milk, they took a part thereof and sprinkled it over every corner of the house for the Bruni's use. Likewise, when they brewed, they had a stone which they called a Bruni stain, which is like a kind of like a hag stone. It's a stone with a yeah. hole in the middle of it, but it's maybe a bit thicker. Uh, and they would fill it with wort. As disgusting as it sounds, it's kind of like it's part of the production process of making whiskey or beer. So it's like, oh, it's kind of like, like... Hop, it's hoppy, kind of, it's kind of yeah. like marmite kind of stuff. It yeah. is a wee bit more liquidy than that, like treacle yeah, but I'm assuming that these wee brunies can still get drunk off of this. Brunies are easily offended and they often feel insulted if they're taking advantage of. Basically, if a household's taking the piss and just taking advantage, they'll leave and they'll never come back. Self-respect in queens. I love to see it. You don't often see that in folklore. Uh, Bruni can also be driven away if somebody attempts to baptise him. They're often compared to the devil, especially like ancient... No ancient, but like medieval depictions of the devil in Scotland were pretty like rotund and like small and dumpy. Kind of like a Bruni. I don't know when we grew to doing that, <laughs> but that's how the, <laughs> the devil was depicted in Scotland in the medieval times, certainly. Um, Drag him. Drag him. <laughs> being fae, they're also quite mischievous and will pull pranks on lazy members of the house. And if angered, they'll turn malicious. So they'll kind of like, there's a lot of comparisons between Brunies and Bogles, like Tatty Bogles or Boogeymen. But uh, sometimes there's variations where a Bruni is nice and they'll do things for the house and stuff like that. But if they turn angry, they'll immediately switch into a, bo- uh, a Bogle. So like it's like interchangeable. Yeah. Um, do you know what a nice? Do you know what a nice Bruni is called? Scott Brown. <laughs> That was good. That was quick. I'm proud. <laughs> no, a nice Bruni is actually called a Dobby. Um, take from that what you will. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. It's spelled D-O-B-I-E. Creative names strike again. Sometimes giving the, the Bruni a name would be enough to drive them away. So I think like Rumpelstiltskin, like as soon as you can, his name, he disappears. So that's, I think that's like a pretty common thing, like across like the elves and imps and uh, different household spirits yeah. across Europe. They, they're all pretty similar. I do yeah. wonder how these stories travelled, though. Yeah. Very interesting. I couldn't find it. I was searching. I was like on Rumpelstiltskin, like wiki, like being like, what's the fucking source here? And it's French. So I don't know. Obviously, gaining them a name is enough to drive them away. There was a Bruni who haunted Almer Burn near Pitlockery, who was heard splashing and paddling in the water every night. And he'd go up to the nearby farm every night with wet feet. <laughs> and if anything was untidy, he would put it in order. But if anything was tidy, he would hurl things around and make a mess. 
and he would do this with wet feet. The people of the area feared him and they didn't want to go near the road leading up to the water at night and a man returning to the market one night heard him splashing in the water and called out to him and addressed him by a nickname, Puddlefoot. And then Puddlefoot exclaimed in horror, I've gotten a name, it's Puddlefoot they call me. And then he vanished and he was never heard there again. (laughs) (laughs) The original do not perceive me. I love that. (laughs) So, speaking of J.K. Rowling, no hint any original thoughts. If a brainy is getting an item of clothing, they will leave forever and refuse to work. But it's actually seen as an insult to give them clothing, so it isn't like they'll thank them and go, like, what happens in a certain novel about a wizard? (laughs) They'll actually get angry and leave. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Wait, I would kind of react the same. Like, did you call me raggedy? Like, (laughs) what's wrong with my clothes? That's what they see it as. I don't know if when you were younger you read the Spiderwick Chronicles. Yes. There is actually a Bruni, and it does go by, well, it's obviously Brownie because it's Americanized. But in that book, there is a house spirit who's a Bruni, and he's called Thimbletack. I was obsessed with these books when I was younger. They were so good. They're really, like, they hold up. I read them again like a few years ago they, they're actually still good the movie adaption however that was made during the Bridge to Terabithia hype is Ooh. shit <laughs> it's so bad they like condensed five books into one film it's so bad but that's like a modern and very faithful representation of Brittany yeah. and uh, arguably a better series of books than one written by one particular terror oh I could I could give you a list of books better like I'll, literally I'll... any book <laughs> I mean, if you want, like, fantasy, like, Percy Jackson is the go-to, like, starting point. Like, it's the yeah. best one. It's the magnum opus. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to talk about, like, certain things around the home that people use to, like, like keep brownies around. So, can pot hooks that you use to hang um, pots in the kitchen or above the hearth in homes, these are actually called brownie sways or brownie seats. So, sways and seats. And because they're little hooks, it would be where they would, you would keep one free so the brownie could sit on it when it needed to take a break. That's so cute. <laughs> I know. If the home didn't have pot hooks, they'd hang up a horseshoe. So then the brownie would be able to sit like in the dip in the horseshoe. So uh-huh. you would have somewhere to hang it. And they're so little. I know. <laughs> if you remember our Scottish Superstitions episode, which I think is episode three. Horseshoes were a common way to ward off evil spirits because of the the iron in the horseshoe. Um, so which leads me to think that brunies aren't they malicious or evil spirits and or fae whatsoever. They're actually really helpful unless insulted. Then they'll they won't even be evil. They'll just give you what you're due, basically. Yeah, it's what you deserve. That's a basic rundown of what brunies are. So Liam, do you want to give me some stories? Okay, brownies? yes, I really do. Circling back to the girl boss in question. Oh, the girly Bruni. <laughs> yeah, as you said, there's there's a femme boss Bruni, and her name is Maggie Mulloch, aka what? Harry Meg. And that is so insulting, actually. Like, imagine you were just living your life. You were a cleaner, you were cooking for people, and they just start <laughs> calling you Harry Meg. not only this she's like the most prevalent of the bruni fae folk in scottish highland mythology and she's like two foot and she usually carries out she carries out like the usual housework connected by a bruni and people just started calling her hairy meg just because of how she looks why is it always meg (laughs) it's always meg it's kind of family guy coded in that um they belittle the megs in scotland oh true true Meg from Family Guy is actually the best modern representation of a Bruni in media. <laughs> anyway, our Meg, your Meg, was a girl boss. And not only did she do the cooking, not only did she do the cleaning, the sweeping, 
but she was also blessed, booked and busy. And she was the uh, family banshee and she would declare death of one of the family members. And the material wall, she would also (laughs) teach battle strategies to the clan leader. (laughs) She she was busy, fully, fully booked. But she was also in her Santa Claus bag because she would come down chimneys and steal children. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, she was fine, but, like, we all have our demons. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan. (laughs) I'm a big fan of her, though. Like, I'm like, how how was she doing all of these things? Like, good for her. Capricorn. Capricorn. Yeah. But she's two foot tall and a Capricorn, so she's kind of like you. Um, I knew, I knew. I was saying, I knew. Harry. Anyway, fighter, cleaner, kidnapper, and also a mother. She loved her son so much, and his name was um, Brownie or Bruni Claude, which I love. I think it's so cute. <laughs> um, but he was uh, a Dobby. Dobbies are usually described as like slow to the uptake like they're not they're not the smartest not the smartest the sharpest cross in the bible what what's what's the sharp, sharpest tool in the shed is that it yeah that's the it. sharpest cross in the bible that's so brilliant Liam. <laughs> i stole that from easy a uh, <laughs> but, anyway mm-hmm. her son was in charge of guarding the local mill mm-hmm. and one night a girl was baking a wedding cake and realized she would run out of flour and she knew that the the miller would be not in and they knew that and she knew that claude would be guarding the mill so she snuck in and for some reason while she was like grinding the flour and i'm so impressed by this girl because she knew how to grind the flour which i would not know how to do she put on a pan of boiling water as she was doing this i don't know why maybe that's something you need to do claude goes up to her and he says who the fuck are you and she says i'm me which i respect like face card never declined she said this faith is my id she said, I am me. And Claude said, no, but really, who are you? And she said, I'm me. So he was not happy with this, this audacity of her. Because uh-huh. she did break and enter. So he starts to advance her. And she throws the pan of boiling water over him. Oh, and now, have you ever seen Sleepaway Camp? Yeah. I imagine the scene where the chef, like... the. Anyway, yeah, so... <laughs> If you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, watch Sleepaway Camp, 1983. One of the best horror movies of all time. So camp. Sleepaway Camp, period. Eat shit and die, Ricky. That is one of, the, <laughs> it's one of my favourite lines from TV ever. And it's from that film. Um, does Dobby live? No, so he runs to his mum. And she's like, <gasps> look at how they massacred my boy. And, oh. asked, and she asks him, who did this to you? And he said, me. <laughs> oh, no. she, so she's tricked and she's like oh my god he poured boiling water over himself and because he's like slow she's like I guess that checks out um, and didn't oh, question god. any further but Miss Murderer, Miss Big for Her Boots McGee, she starts going around town bragging that she tricked not one but two Brunies and she's like bragging to everyone <laughs> and then one day Urmeg, she overhears this girl through a window, picks up a stool, throws it so hard that it kills her. <laughs> so the person turns. <laughs> this is like my favorite story of all time. I was like gasping every 
every turn of reading this. <laughs> yeah, and so basically, Maggie Miller said, stay humble. Because you will get or I'll clocked. Or the fucking steel <laughs> Yeah, so that's how she becomes, like, the one who climbs down chimneys and steals kids. Before that, she was helpful. I just thought that was one of the most entertaining Scottish folklore tales I've ever heard. <laughs> no, I was peaking at episode 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can ever top that. Basically, if anybody has an understanding of the fae court system in Scotland, you might be wondering why we haven't spoken about the silly and unsealy court systems, which is like two factions that all the Scottish fae are split into. That whole thing is like really, really involved and it would involve like quite a lot of studying for both me and Liam. So we're probably going to do a two-parter about that in the future, like telling everybody what the silly and unsealy are, because I can that's like, it's really important to Scottish mythology and Scottish folklore, but I thought that like a wee household deity that everybody would find easy to understand would be a good way to like start us off and get in and out of the day. I agree. Uh, me and Liam also, like, because we fully believe in this. Yeah, no, like I, I leave coins and thimbles of water um, on my windowsill regularly, especially when we, no, because like when we started recording this episode, <laughs> Like, there was a period of time where um, my headphones cut out, cut back in, which never happens. Like, this genuinely never happens. Like, like they turned off and on again on their own. And then the call dropped. And then like, it just went crazy, like, just at the very start. And I was like... Uh. I can't wait to see what the audio quality is like. Because we fully believe, like, they, whenever we speak about them, play tricks on us. Yeah, so, and, like, we're not trying to, like, annoy them. Like, we, no, we, we respect. respect. <laughs> um, so I would say that to anybody listening to this who's made it thus far. Um, if you've listened to this whole thing and you want to show a wee bit of respect for your household deity, leave some coinage at the window. Or if you're in your kitchen or your living room, leave a thimble you like milk it. Leave, like, a window open. Especially if you want to get in touch with, like, your paganistic Scottish fae roots and want to get more involved in folklore, like, we 100% advocate for people doing stuff like this. Like, smudging and everything's, like, really great as well, but definitely, like, doing more ritualistic things that are, like, in touch with your culture, I would, I would definitely recommend doing that. So everybody get a wee thimble of water or milk out and leave it for the wee brunies in your house. But I think it would be cool if more people did stuff like this. Yeah, it's just fun to have a little ritual. <laughs> like, yeah. Even if you're like half invested in it, it's just fun. So that's us for this episode. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod. And if you have any stories or anything to submit, you can do it via email to the Creepy Wee Podcast at gmail.com or you can visit our website and submit a form on the Contact Us page. And we'll get an email that way if you have any stories like urban legends spooky stories that have happened to you etc etc and we'll read them out okay what are you waiting for huh what are you waiting for what are- planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ain't <laughs> It's the way I need to do that just to, like, um, because copyright. 
<laughs> I'll probably put it back in. I'll be arsed. I'll take the hit. Okay, right. Bye. Bye.